Hello, everyone. This is Bethany. That was a weird... I'm That's trying, not how you normally start I know. things out. You started out different every time, so I'm, I'm trying to be don't, more like you. No, don't be more like me. Be you. Don't, just don't mean, succumb to peer pressure. No, I'm just trying to broaden horizons. Set a better example for the kids out Good there. Come grief. on. Golly. You were... On one. On one What's today. People, We've been sitting here for an hour and a half, y'all. Yeah. Some of us have been ranting. You started it. You opened up Pandora's box, and you know better. You should know better <laughs> than to open up Pandora's box with me, because when I get going, I can't stop. Well, you did not today. I literally was like mid-sentence, and I'm like, stop. We have got to oh, record way something. way more that I had to say. But the good thing <laughs> is, when I showed up here, I was very sleepy and groggy and had nothing to say, and now yeah. I have everything in the world so to say. here we go. A couple of things... From the get-go, though. Housekeeping. If you guys don't already, go follow us on social media, LFTM Podcast on, or I guess it's LFTM underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, we would love to hang out with you there. Liftum uh, Podcast. <laughs> um, and then also on Facebook, we do have a Facebook group for the ladies that is looking for the middle podcast, or LFTM community. Good grief. Why can't I get my facts straight Struggle today? Struggle buzz. Seriously. So if you want to join that, we would love to have you. Um, I do want to do one quick thing you don't even know about this yet. <sighs> Um, you are not required to come to it. Uh, several listeners here locally, we've talked, they want to do a quick meetup, like a Saturday here near Atlanta. Um, and so we're going to make that happen. I mean, if you're not in Atlanta and want to come, you're welcome to, however, it'd be a far drive. Anywho, March 25th, we're going to say 3 PM at the main event entertainment in Alpharetta, um, is where we're going to be. We're going to hang out. We're going to bowl. We're going to eat food. We're going to whatever you want to do. I don't like bowling, but I, I love when bowling. other people, it's a good, it's a good, like, it's a good place to go and hang out though. And I love to just sit and talk. And so other people can bowl. We can hang out. It's going to be fun. Um, so if you are interested in coming to that, go to Facebook and join the group. Cause that is where we are going to put all of the details as they, uh, come to be. Yeah. So, do that. Um, I will for sure be there. I can make no promises for Dalton because I just sprung this on him, but March 25th is the day. Now, now, question of the daytime. Yes, it's a deeper question. I know. I'm a little nervous I mean, if I'm be being honest. Because I, I <laughs> not think, a very deep person, Dolphin. Well, it depends on your response. Okay. You, you can make it deep or you can make it funny, and it's completely up okay. To you. <laughs> what is the biggest risk you've ever taken in your life? Biggest risk I've ever taken in my life. Biggest risk. And it can be funny if you want it to be funny. Oh, dear. Probably you when know. I said, Dalton, do you want to be on this podcast? <laughs> That wasn't a risk. That was a foregone conclusion. <laughs> Greatness was about to ensue. Um, okay, this is we're probably going to laugh at me because there probably really wasn't any risk involved, but I felt like there was. First time we were in South Africa, we were on safari. It was a night safari, and there was a lion mm. walking. Like, I'm, if I had actually reached my hand down out the window of this thing, I could have touched it. I didn't touch it because I would have lost an arm, but I'm leaning out this vehicle, safari vehicle, more than I was technically supposed to so that I could take a picture of this lion as it walked by. It was a stupid life decision. I, I live to tell about it. I have cool pictures of the lion. It was right there. I did think about actually reaching out and touching it. I, I chose to not do that. That was a good life decision because um, um, one of the guys at our church that's gone on several African <laughs> safaris and done big game hunting yeah. gave me this book about a big game hunter back in like the yeah. uh, 70s, 80s, something like yeah. that. And 
Um, let's just say lions are not friendly, cute They're little not. animals. No, no. And I have read a lot of uh, different stories about people getting mauled to death while they were sleeping in their tent <laughs> yeah. and how vicious and awful they were. I, so I can't remember if it was right after or right before that. I think, no, it was right before. What, so what happened? We It was at night because lions are nocturnal. So we had pulled up in this road and there was, the lion was laying in the road. Like we couldn't go on. And he was like, oh, yeah, he just got in a fight with his brother over there. And, I mean, he was kind of bloodied. And so, I mean, there was this whole dramatic thing that had just happened. They had just been fighting. Um, but they tell you when you go on safari, like, because it's open air. Like, the mm-hmm. windows are open, obviously. So they tell you that, like, the animals are so used to the vehicles going through. And they just, like, they just see it as one thing. So they don't really realize that there's people in there necessarily unless you break the plane of the like where the windows are you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this, they tell you don't like oh look point if you don't break that plane they don't really realize they just see a thing they don't separate that it's a car and people like that kind of thing so you're not supposed to lean out which i did but that's just like the, <laughs> that's not the biggest risk that's just one of the dumbest <laughs> things you've ever done that's just the first thing that came to mind that's stupid that's just the first thing that came to mind I mean, it, it was cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> but after reading this book, I'm never going to ever do that. And I'm not interested in ever being in a situation where there are lions and not some sort of massive protective thing in between me and them. Because they're big, scary, and me. pretty cool. I mean, anyway. yeah, it's pretty cool, but okay, so I'm, not, I'm never doing that. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, moving here. Okay. Reason being, I, I don't know how many people know this. Uh, I moved here for a job I did not yet have. That's <laughs> um, true. And I didn't really have a guaranteed position. I mean, the manager at the store that I was going to work at full-time wanted me, but he didn't know me, and so he he didn't guarantee the full-time position that I needed. He yeah. said, we'll just let you come in, and if it works out, it works out. Um, at the same time, I had been saving up a lot of money because I needed a new car, and so I went and bought a new car, three days before I moved here um, and then sold all of my possessions to afford the U-Haul to put my stuff in. Uh, Like I literally got rid of couches and beds and desks and bookshelves. I came with my books, which my uncles hated because there were a lot of them, (laughs) Uh, outdoor equipment, clothing, and that was it. Wow. That's all I showed up with. Um, and a big TV because, you know, every man Priorities. has a big TV. That, that's it. That's all I came with. So I mortgaged my entire life to come down here for something that was not that guaranteed. That hoped would happen, yeah. Still financially recovering <laughs> from that life decision. It's almost been two years. But it was a massive risk because yeah. I did not know what was going to happen. But I just knew Atlanta was where I was supposed to be. So whatever had to happen, I was yeah. going to make happen. It was very interesting. And how some of those things played out, because they the, a lot of the questions I had from moving were answered last second. I was like, "Oh, okay, God's in this. I gotta go." <laughs> I'm out, y'all. <laughs> Pick, picked up and moved within a couple of weeks. I did not know it was that quick. Oh yeah, it was a couple of weeks. Wow, now, I, I had been contemplating it for a couple wow. of months, but I didn't. Okay, I didn't make a decision until a couple of weeks before I had to be gone. Oh man. So I even told my apartment manager. Uh huh. 
uh, I'm gone in a couple of weeks. Oh. Now, my <laughs> lease had, like, God's timing was perfect because my yeah. lease was running up at the exact same time. But she was asking me, you going to re-up? Cause, and this was also the best apartment in terms of financially that I've ever been in. <laughs> Seminary living, cheap housing yeah. is great. Light on the hill, people, if you're listening. I'm so thankful for all of you that I did not know that well, but cheap living. <laughs> uh, great. It was fantastic. But I told her, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be coming back. I'll be gone in three weeks so yeah. you can fill the location. And then I told my store there that I was supposed to be moving up the corporate ladder. Uh, I'm leaving. And then I told all my friends, uh, I'm leaving. And the church I'm at, uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> Within the span of about three weeks. Wow. Terrifying. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so it was a massive risk. Makes Did my lion look like out? a walk in the park. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, because uh, this one was like important personal life issues. And then <laughs> yours was uh, also a life issue, but because <laughs> you were leaning out of a car. Oh, dear. So, Yes. This is where we're at. That's funny. Okay. So if you tuned in last week, we talked about not wasting your singleness. And there's kind of a part two that's related, but also unrelated. It's related in theme, but part two. it's going to be very different. And that today we're talking about don't waste your dating. And I think this is going to be a really good conversation. Yeah. We'll see how soapboxy I get. Uh, given the last hour and a half, I am concerned for all of you listening right now. I will apologize in advance for anything that might be said. So this was kind of, not kind of, I like to partially take credit for your idea. So I say kind of, I was, <laughs> this is yeah, kind, of, kind of your idea. It was fully your idea. So you want to just give us kind of a, so, we'll break it down more, but like what made you, like what was your thought, the original thought behind wanting to talk about this? So... Because I think I put these two things together. It, originally, it was don't waste your singleness, and then it morphed into <laughs> also don't waste your dating. Yeah. Which we could morph it again if we wanted to and say don't waste your marriage. But we, but we're we not don't have do much experience um, to talk about there. Yeah. Well, we have the scriptures. That's good enough. Sufficient. Yeah. Don't ruin my Get joke. Good grief. Um, <laughs> for me, it's a struggle because I watch so many people live as if my life will be better yeah. When. Mm-hmm. So for single people, my life will be wet better when I meet someone. Yeah. For those that are in a dating relationship, my life will be better when I'm married. And married, my life will be better when I have kids. And those who have kids, my life will be better when I'm retired. And then um, so no, one, no one ever so says, well, actually, you'll notice older people will say, my life will be better when I'm dead. <laughs> I think there's always this better when. Yeah. But, yeah. But we, we have this uh, idea that we're going to live for that then. Mm-hmm. So life would be better when this happens. And so I'm just going to live for that moment. Yeah. That I'll, I'll start doing the things that I want to do or feel called to do when I get to this point in life where I feel like I'm better equipped and can handle it. Um, and, and coming from the Christian ministry perspective, you see a lot of people, and, and I'm guilty of this as well, and we'll get into that throughout the course of this podcast, um, you see a lot of people just punt on what they're supposed to be doing in life yeah, and, and honestly being unfaithful with what they're supposed to be doing in life because they're just waiting on this ideal thing that they think is yeah. going to actually allow them to do what they're supposed to be doing, which in no uncertain terms is my favorite phrase, a little crap. <laughs> I love that phrase. It's fantastic. Or we can go like Isaiah and, and Proverbs and say it's stupid. You can pick. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of fun with that one. Oh, but there's so many people that are just wasting yeah. their life, wasting their skills, wasting their gifting, and wasting such a wonderful season that the Lord has given them because they're living for tomorrow. 
Yeah. So that was kind of the burden, the passion behind it. And we'll we'll kind of parse all of that out, but that's yeah. why. Does that make sense? It does. It totally does. So, yeah, I agree with you. I just... Yeah. Well, it's an interesting thing to think about when you say, don't waste this, don't waste that. It's like, okay, well, we know the Lord is sovereign. Right. So, so I, I don't know. So I'm just kind of thinking through, we know that. And so I think there can sometimes be a temptation to, well, God's in control anyway. And so you just kind of lean back a little and you rest. Um, when in reality, yes, God is in control, but he has also commanded us how to live and so your uh, responsibility to do those things is not lessened because he's in control. So let's correct wrong thinking because I think sure. it's, it's good that you bring this up to, to set the table for it. Um, because those of us that fall into the camp where you say the Lord is sovereign and control of all things, uh-huh. um, which is where both of us are landing. And you, we're very honest about very that. Very much so. You yeah. are not surprised <laughs> by what I just said if you're a listener, unless you're a first time listener. Yes. In which case, full disclosure, this is where we stand. Um, we're not bashing other people. Nope. This is just where we stand. We just have to talk from our perspective, yeah. And we love you all. Yes. Um, but there's so many people that will say, okay, if God is sovereign and if God is in control of all things, and if I decide to just kind of let life come at me as yeah, it will coast and do a whatever I want to and coast, well, God was sovereign over that and it's okay. So I'm not wasting it. And we look at it and say, well, God's sovereign, so therefore I can't waste my life. Right. Here's the issue with that. Yes, God is sovereign. No, you are not. <laughs> yes. So when I think sometimes we try and get in the mind of the Lord and act like we're the sovereign one in this situation and go, well, this happened because God was sovereign over it, and so it's okay. That's like saying that our, we sinned, but God was sovereign over our sin, so it's okay. If you take that to its logical conclusion, though, that's where you end up. Which is wrong. Exactly. God can do no evil. He can cause no evil. It's contra his character right. and contra his nature. I talked ad nauseum about this in sermons before <laughs> recently actually yeah <laughs> um so you, you you take it to its wrong conclusion and we that's where the human brain is troublesome because we we have bad logic we don't have god's logic we right. have our own logic and it makes no sense <laughs> it's not really logical <laughs> i was gonna say hold up <laughs> um we we try and run it to that conclusion but that's not the case right yes god is sovereign no you are not sovereign therefore you cannot know the mind of god fully you cannot know what god is doing behind the scenes your task is to be faithful. Right. I've quoted A.W. Pink a billion times, and I'm going <laughs> to quote him again. His big line on the sovereignty of God and human responsibility, do what God has commanded, let God do what he will. Yeah. Our job is to do everything that God has commanded to be faithful. So that's that's that will be the buzzword of this podcast is yes. be faithful. And, and what I mean by that is do what God has commanded. Yeah. So he has, you have the revealed word. God has spoken to us. He has commanded us. He's instructed us. This is who you are supposed to be. And we'll parse that out in a minute. Yeah. But be faithful. Be faithful to the word of God and be obedient to him. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the big buzzword in this one. We, we, we don't have an excuse to punt on that. No. And use seasons of life because they're not exactly what we want or they're not exactly as we expect to punt faithfulness down the road. All under the excuse of, well, God was sovereign over it. Right. Stop it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk first about, okay, when we talk about wasting something, what does that really mean? So, yeah, that's a good, a good intro, a good foundation laid. So, the so first let's place, jump in. <laughs> first place we want to start, if we're not wasting our dating. So, we, yeah. we talked about this in singleness, we're going to talk about this in dating. 
we we both have a big line of date with a purpose. Yep. So that's going to be our, our starting point. Yes. We both agree on what that purpose is. So you want to lay that out? Yeah. I mean, the purpose... Well, I think there's... The easy answer, one purpose is pursuing marriage. Yes. Um, What's the ultimate purpose? Well, glorifying the Lord. Yep. I, I'm, I'm just saying the super quick... Chief end of man. <laughs> but like, when you're talking about dating specifically... The purpose of it is to determine, do I want to marry this person or do I not? Um, and then within that, you you find that out in such a way that you are honoring the Lord and honoring that person. Yes. Um, so that's I feel like that's an, the purpose of dating is to get the answer to that ultimate question while maintaining your integrity, while maintaining a right heart before the Lord and preferring that other person in the way you go about doing that. Yes. And I think that looks different, whether you're a guy or a girl, when it comes to like, how are you preferring and looking out for that other person? The reason we're starting there is so many people will jump into relationships and not really know what they're expecting, what they're looking for, what they're hoping yeah. for, and really have no end goal in mind. So what I'm not saying, and what neither one of us are saying is when you get into a relationship, you have to know this is the person you're going to marry before you start dating them. Uh-uh. Not what we're saying. Yeah. Dating with the intention of, and we'll get an intention in yeah. just a second. Um, so you have that end goal in mind, but so many people will jump into relationships and have really no purpose or end goal in mind. Well, I think it just happens. Yes. Like the, you know, there's the whole, the whole, well, you, when, when you know, you know, mm-hmm. and I think... Oh, there, there is one particular time that you will know. Yeah, Do yes. you want to know when that is? I'm thinking you're going to be standing at an altar. I do. <laughs> exactly. And so, but I'm just saying there's this whole idea of when you know, you know. And so it sets you up for this thinking of, well, I'm just going to date people. Mm-hmm. And we'll just kind of go along to go along. And at some point, it's just going to be like, poof, oh. I know. Expecting to be struck by Cupid's arrow. Yeah. With, <laughs> we're, we're recording this on Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, fun times. But... It sets you up for, I don't know, you just kind of get in this limbo phase of just waiting for something to happen to you or the relationship that suddenly you just, you just know, as opposed to having a purpose behind how you get to know someone, Mm. the information you want to know about them. What's the standard for how you're going to know? I think that's what you're getting Yeah, at. exactly. Like, there has to be something. It's not just something that's going to happen to you. You've got to have a plan, I How guess. How you know you'll know. <laughs> and execute it. Um, because, yeah, that whole thing of, oh, when you know, you know. It's one of the most infuriating things because then you get in situations where you're like, well, I th- I thought I knew then. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, because I have that where it's like, okay, well, I thought I knew. And then that didn't work out. And it's like, well, that's not reliable. So now what? So yeah, when when you date without purpose, you're just wasting time. Yeah, because you're all you're approaching it and saying is, well, she's cute or he's cute. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy being around this person, and they're fun. They make me laugh, and they like right. the same things that I do. So yeah, let's just go out and see where this thing goes, which is all well and good, and you want those things. There's but a if balance. It's, but if it's just let's see where this thing goes, yeah. and not the purpose of um, we really we need to be getting after this and growing and seeing if. if if we work together, if there's this compatibility, do they push me closer to Christ? When you're doing that, you're wasting dating. Yeah. Because you'll find, like you were just saying, you get in all of these different relationships and, oh, nope, oh, nope, doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. <laughs> and you look down the road, you just wasted five years of dating right. on nonsense. I would have rather you've been single the whole time. Yeah. Now, you can learn from past relationships. I'm not saying that. 
So God uses those things to help you learn, grow, and be sanctified. I am the yeah. testimony of that. Uh-huh. Very much so. But at the same time, I kind of look back and go, I'm so thankful that the Lord worked in that. I don't regret a single thing in terms of how God was working through me. But I also wish, I kind of wish I was single because that was just a waste of five years. Right. And I could have been doing other things. Well, and... Because I, I was the per- person then that wasn't dating with a purpose. Yeah. Well, and one thing I've noticed, I'm in several pretty large like Facebook groups that are different, you know, Christian dating communities, let's say. And some of them I join just to kind of, I don't know, you want to, when you do this, you want to kind of have a finger on the pulse a little bit of like, what are people hearing? What are the issues? Like what, you know, you want to keep up with. So I'm in them and I just kind of observe. Mm -hmm. I just want to see what, you know, oh, I mean, there have been several things we've talked about that have kind of come from like, you know, this has been a suddenly recurring thing. Like this is something people are struggling. Anyway. All of that today. So I'm in there and I'm watching. And so people will post different questions or different situations and like, what do I do? And I just don't even know. And dating so frustrating. It's so awful and blah, 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 blah. Because of this situation. This always happens. This, this thing always comes up. And I read them. And it, going to what you were saying of like, you just wasted all of this time. Because I look at it and I think if you had a purpose in mind going into this, the situation always happens like because you start out without a clear purpose of what maybe a relate, a dating relationship that's really pursuing what it should looks like because they, they ask, look, what should I do about this? And my answer would be, you should have never gotten to this point Mm -hmm. that's what you should do about it it's not how do i deal with this it's get out of it and don't like this was a non-starter but if you keep like just kind of wandering through this guy's really really cute and he says he loves jesus those are the two where it's like you shouldn't be six months into something with someone and that's what it's based mostly on and so yeah, don't you you would be better off to be single for that entire time. And practically you would be less frustrated if you had some purpose and intentionality behind why am I going into something mm-hmm. to begin with? So, well, and yeah. that's that's again the important distinction that we're making here is if you're purposeful and you date someone for a long time and it doesn't work out because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't exactly what you felt the Lord was leading you to, They weren't exactly fitting your hopes and goals, which we've talked about before having unrealistic goals. Uh, Last season, actually, we really hammered in that. That's not wasting your time. Because I look at at some relationships that I've been in that it didn't work out. For whatever reason, either it was distance or issues going on in life. There was one time I talked to a girl for several months. Yeah. And it didn't work out because there were some issues going on, but she set the standard. Because right? yeah. in terms of godliness, Christian character, love for the Lord, I'm like, you set the standard. Didn't work out between us. That's okay. But now I have an even better standard of what I was looking for, and I will not go lower than this. Now, I'm not yeah. saying I'm looking for someone exactly like her, but in terms of character, godliness, and her pursuit of the Lord, yeah. absolutely set the standard, raise the bar, let's look for something there. Yeah. That's not a waste. No. That's a good thing. But then there's other relationships I've been in. We just have fun and we enjoyed hanging out and we were in the same friend group. So, of course, naturally it's going to happen. Nothing came of it. The only thing that happened was more sin. Like, I wasted time. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I, um, 
my natural bent when it comes to dating is you start to see someone and I'm like, I want to talk about all the big stuff now. Mm-hmm. And I have had to work on not being overloading at the very beginning. Cause that's what I want to do. I'm like, if this isn't going to work out, I want to figure it out now and not waste my time. Let's see if they can handle this. <laughs> A little bit. I'm like, if he's the right guy, then it's not going to bother him. And blah, blah. Anyway, though. Hit him with a bomb and then he can handle anything else. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I tend to that of, I want to figure this stuff out really fast. And, you know, that never worked because it never worked. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't the right person. But like, so then I had this time frame where I got frustrated. I was like, am I doing this wrong? Am I figuring this stuff out. And then we really don't even have fun hanging out. So what was the point? I'm like, so maybe I should figure that out first. So I spent a good eight months, year saying, you know what? I'm just going to take it a little slower from the standpoint of you don't have to know all this stuff on the first day. And and you don't, but just kind of see if we get along. Mm. Do we mesh? Do we have fun? Go on a few dates, figure stuff out and then kind of get to the, the heavier stuff. And that was awful. <laughs> I didn't like it. Mm. Um, and because I did, I had this sense of, I just wasted. I mean, you know, maybe in a month or two, but it's like, if I had just talked about this stuff at the beginning, we wouldn't like, it wouldn't have gotten to this place. And so I'm still torn a little bit from the standpoint of, is it that way? Because that's more my personality. I'm not, I'm, I am not standing here saying this is the right and correct way. And this is sinful. I'm not mm. saying that. But from my perspective and for me, I have swung back to, no, I want to talk about the big stuff first. I want to figure these things out. Um, and that seems, it seems to produce more fruitful interactions. Even if I don't end up dating that person long-term, the ending of it is much more, I was say much more satisfying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, from that perspective. It goes better is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I think everything we just talked touched on is more of like the, the theoretical high level stuff. Yes. And and we use two different terms within that conversation. One was purposeful dating and the other one was intentional dating. Yes. And we both kind of agree the, the two are very much related. Purposeful dating is kind of the goal or the theory. Yeah. Intentionality is the practice. Would you yep. agree with? Yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Intentionality is more like. Oh, hey, now I am dating this specific mm. person. Now what do I do? So let's let's set the table. Here's what we're talking about. We probably should have done this at the outset. In terms <laughs> of dating, we're not talking about going out on a few dates. Like you're in a dating relationship. Correct. Yeah. Not just a, hey, getting to know you, seeing where this thing goes. No, you've DTR'd it and, and you're in a relationship. <laughs> it's official, as they say. It's it's Facebook official. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is where you're at. You are in a relationship. Right. And so... The intentional aspect now gets more into the nitty gritty details of it. So uh-huh. we know we're purposeful. This is kind of the goal. This is what we're looking for. This is the standard. Right. Now what's the practice? Yeah. So uh, several things come to mind in terms of day to day. Sorry, I heard a siren in the background. Yeah. Uh, pause. 10 seconds for station <laughs> identification. <laughs> Okay, sorry for the interruption. Uh, We had sirens going off all around us and some guy randomly cutting through the parking lot. You never know what's going to happen around here. Who knows? Anyway, so we've established the terms. This is is what dating is. We've established the purpose. Now intentional, where are we going and how are we going to do this? Yeah. So I've known several people that are very much more natural in their approach to this. So I have have a purpose. 
And yeah. I want to date to get married. And I want to date to find my future spouse. And let's just see how it unfolds. What? Well, huh? <laughs> what do you mean and how it unfolds? And let the chips unfolds? fall where they may. That, that, that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not gambling. We're not casting lots. You, you've got to be faithful. So you need to be asking, like you're saying, all of the right questions and sometimes the wrong questions because then you'll see how they respond to the wrong questions. <laughs> yeah. But you need to start really engaging with them and you need to know in the outset, are they the same type of person that knows the purposeful dating mm-hmm. or are they in it for a different reason than I'm in it? Yes. That's a big deal. If you're not on the same page that's, on that yeah. one, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking when you're moving from that. Dating with a purpose now. Okay, dating with intentionality with someone specific. That was the first thing that I was thinking of. Make sure that you're both not only dating with a purpose, but also that your purposes are very similar. Aligned. <laughs> aligned, if you not will. Not perfectly aligned. No, no. But, but they very, need to be, they very need to much so, yeah. Um, Nitty gritty details. So in terms of in- intentionality... Um, yeah. We talked about asking the the right questions. Um, what else would you look for in this of being, not wasting your dating, being yeah. intentional? I think for me, I am, I ask questions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Stop it. But when it comes to dating, I am more of a... If you ask a bunch of questions, then you're going to get answers and it just makes it easy for people to tell you what you want to hear. Mm. And I'm not saying, I, I, Bethany has a little bit of a cynical side. If y'all haven't figured that out by now, that is me. And I don't know why I referred to myself in the third person, but it just happened. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to ask a bunch of questions and be worried. People are just telling me what I want to hear. So I am more of an, just give it a little time and observe someone's, Observe them, how they live. Mm-hmm. How do they handle conflict? How do they treat people who, you know, the old, well, how does he treat the waiter? Like, how do they live? How do they act after they've had a really bad day? How are they when you've had a bad day? Like, I don't want to say, oh, well, how are you when you've had a bad day? Tell me how that is. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I come from. Yes, I ask questions. I want to know things, but I also think talk is cheap a lot of times. Yeah, you're definitely cynical. I know I am. There's some cynicism there. There is. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying that's what I kind of default to. Yeah, I, I mean, it, questions are obviously valid. You, you got to ask questions to get to know someone. Yes. Um, maybe it's not the best to assume the worst in people. I know. I am working we'll, on this in myself. I'm telling you, I'm not. I know. We'll work on it. I know. We'll work on it. Um, I think the other thing, too, with. Okay, so let's use an example. Recent history of things that have gone on in your life. Intentionality. You need to learn from situations. Yes. We just talked about this the other day, too. Yes. Learn from the situations that you're in. Um, A lot of times people are not as observant as they should be. Correct. On the guy's side and on the girl's side. Yes. Um, You need to be more observant. How do they respond in each situation? How are they responding to my family? How are they responding to my church and the things that I'm saying about my faith? How are they responding when I'm having a rough day and I'm not necessarily being the kindest person to them? Yeah. Are they returning in kind? Uh-huh. How are they re- responding or acting, interacting on a date? Where are they looking at on me? That's an important question yes. as well. Um, like having these types uh-huh. of light bulb moments of yeah. where you're looking for these things. Maybe not being overly cynical and assuming the worst in them. Yeah. 
but you need to be paying attention to these details. I, and I really do think some of the most important ones are how do they respond to you and your family and their family? Yeah. And how do they respond when you talk about your faith? Mm-hmm. Here's another thing that a lot of people don't, for some reason, pay much attention to. And I think uh, it progresses the longer you've been single. Yeah. Of do they talk about their faith much? Or is mm. it like pulling teeth to get them there? Yep. Yeah. Because I've seen so many people, I'm like, man, he just does not talk about yeah. his walk with the Lord. Yeah. And I think those are some of the best, I don't know, those are some of the best interactions. Oh, just the but some of the best relationships I have had are the ones where it's not like, okay, we're going to sit down and talk about our faith now. Like, it's just, I'm looking for, is this just, just an organic part of your life? That mm-hmm. every, you know, not everything when I don't mean everything, but like do conversations inevitably end up back at scripture or do yeah. they end up back at, you know, you know, I've really been struggling with this or the Lord's just been convicting me about that. Or, you know, I read this and I, like, it's just, it's woven into daily life, not this compartmentalized. Okay. Now that we're going to talk, we've talked about hobbies. We have talked about your favorite movie and now we're going to talk about your faith. And then after that, we're going to talk about this side or the other thing. Like, it's just who they are. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing I look for. You know, one of the interesting things recently, so I've talked with some people, gone on a few dates with some people in, I didn't say the past year. Yeah. Where there's a lot of green flags. Yep. And I'm like, you love the Lord, you love the church, and for some reason it didn't work out. That's that's God's timing, yeah. that's God's grace, and I'm very thankful for it in whatever way. Those are the ones that hurt the most. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, man, you checked all of the boxes. <laughs> and yet the Lord said, nope. Yeah. But you have to talk about those things. Right. And you have to get with people in those settings where you're able to hear what's their heart, what's their posture, what are they pursuing, what are they doing. Yeah. Um, so I kind of I want to shift then. Okay. Though, because I think this is a good segue as I'm talking about the, the bummer type relationships yeah. where they checked off all of the boxes and they, they matched up. Same purposes and the same t- intentionality because that's kind of the groundwork and the framework for what we're building off of here. Yeah. But I want to be a little more particular because we started off with the Christian's goal is ultimately to glorify God and be faithful. Yes. Be faithful. Mm-hmm. Do what God has commanded and let God do whatever he wants with that. So if we're not going to waste our dating and we're going to do so under the banner of glory of God and faithfulness to God, what does that look like? Here, here is some things that I see that break my heart and make me mad at the same time. <laughs> okay. Here is one important caveat that I need to make, distinction I need to make. Uh, dating people, people that are in a relationship, there's another way that we can also characterize you. You're the not yet married. Yes. Single people are the same way. Uh-huh. Now, you're in a different season because you, you have a significant other but you're not yet married. Uh-huh. So what that means is you're, you're not still married. living your own personal Christian walk. Yes. You have not joined with another person and become one flesh where your walks are interwoven together. Yeah. That and that's that's a huge for me. You know, you have those things that you talk you were talking earlier about checking boxes. You have those things that are the boxes you want checked that the other person knows. And then you have boxes that you really want someone to check that you're not going to tell them. And I don't mean in a deceptive way, but it's just those things that you're kind of like, okay, I really want to see how this goes. 
that one is a huge one for me. Mm -hmm. I, now there's a side of it where I'm a pretty independent person and I just don't like to be smothered. But then there's also the side of it that is, I want to see, okay, we're in a relationship. How do you handle when I say, okay, I've got to go to such and such. I'll talk to you later. I'm not going to be, oh no, I can't. I'm not free tonight. I can't do this. I can't do that. Like, because like you said, I still have my own life. You should still have yours. And they have not been merged yet. Yeah. Now, is that a progression that get, changes as you move closer to marriage? Sure. But it's not marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I, but again, that's like, I'm not going to say, hey, this is really important to me um, right off the bat because I want to see how you are, mm-hmm. not how you perform at trying to be what I want you to be. But that's a big one for me is how do you handle still living separate lives while we figure out where we're going? See, I guess I'm, I'm more on the other side where I get so frustrated with those Christian couples that are so lost in one another's lives that they're not aware that there is a world going on around them. There's a, there's a time for that right at the beginning. Real short, honeymoon phase, you're obsessed with each other, and get then yeah, go back that to that nonsense. I'm saying... I, I know. I'm just saying, but, I don't want people to hear that if you're like completely... Like, you're like, oh, my word, there's this person, and I'm crazy about them, and for a little while, it is... That's okay. I am so glad it. that you are crazy about this person, <laughs> but there is one more that you should be even crazier about, and that's Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So but, very true. But what I'm leaning in on here is people get so lost in one another and in this new dating relationship, and it's so much fun, and there's just everything that I ever wanted the more, and you don't realize how sinful they are until you get further <laughs> into this thing. Yeah. You completely punt on your faithfulness. Uh-huh. You punt on your growth. You punt on being in the word every day because you'd rather wake up and text this person and say, good morning, sweetheart. And like, <laughs> I don't. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet and I haven't had the word yet. Um, <laughs> sound like a friend of mine right there. Ben, ben was on here. That sounded like Ben yeah. right there. That's great. Um, you haven't spent time with the Lord. And, and before you know it, because you're so lost in one another, mm-hmm. You've completely lost sight of your Christian walk because you're so lost in one another. You completely lost sight of pouring into the community around you because you're so lost in one another. You're intertwining your relationship as being the greatest thing that you have in your life. And it's not. Yeah. That is a dangerous place to be in. Oh, it is. I mean, I think you're doing, I was gonna say you're doing a huge disservice to your spiritual relationship or your spiritual walk with the Lord. That's not a disservice. It's disobedience. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to, mince words, but you get what I'm saying. Like not only that, but it's also a huge disservice to your relationship in that you become this mutual admiration society or this echo chamber that's just obsessed with each other and you're blinded to any potential pitfalls or red flag. Like you just, you miss it. That's why it's so important to have community whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's a pastor, whether it's a just, you know, an older lady or woman or older lady or woman, whether, okay, <laughs> whether it's just an older woman at the church or an older man, if you're a guy, someone who's pouring into you who can say, Hey, be rational. Have mm-hmm. you thought about these things? But if you are so completely absorbed in that other person, not only is your own personal walk with the Lord going to suffer, you're obedience and faithfulness to the church is going to suffer, but you're setting yourself up to potentially for a relationship that might 
not be the best by not bringing others in. I'm not saying that's always what's going to happen, but you're not setting up a pattern that's going to necessarily serve you well down the road. I mm-hmm. don't think. I kind of want to plant our flag here. Okay. We're going to camp out for a minute. Stay here for a while. Okay. Um, because I think this is important. Yeah. And people, they don't realize that they're doing this. Yeah. Um, but they put their Christian walk on hold so that they can have the things in life that they want. So, and, and I get fired up about this because I'm this way, mm. like full transparency. Yeah. I'm, I am this way. Something new comes along and all of a sudden life is great and I'm having a lot of fun and I'm really happy. And so things are going well. What happens when it stops going well? What happens when life gets hard? I'd say the same thing to married people. Like the honeymoon yeah. phase is real for married people. The first year is great and, and you're starting to really enjoy spending time with one another, but all of a sudden you're starting to also learn one another and <laughs> and you realize, oh my gosh, I've married a sinful person. Oh my goodness. Why did we've no got one problems. tell me this? Why did no one tell me this? <laughs> and then turmoil happens. Yeah. And this is where we start to see the divorce rates on the rise. And by the way, divorce rates are on the rise in the church. Yeah. So don't just say it's the world outside. It's happening in the church mm-hmm. because we are making an idol out of a person. Yeah. And that's what I think, you know, so you're talking about intentionality. Okay. So then maybe, maybe the focus should be more on, is, does this person stand for something? Can they make a commitment to something? Are they steady? Not, we like the same band and we like to go do the same things and this is fun and whatever. I'm, I know I'm overly trivializing, but like, those are the things we should be looking for in someone because those times are inevitably going to come and it doesn't matter in that moment, whether or not you both like the same ice cream or you Mm -hmm. both like the same movies. What matters is can this person get outside of them? And you too, I'm just, you can only speak about from your side. Like this is not absolving you of responsibility, but can this person get outside of themselves enough to look at a situation and say, okay, I'm committed to you. You're committed to me. We will work through this and do it in a not petty, rude, just, you know, spiteful way in handling that conflict. Those are the things you want to see. You can go to all the movies you want to in the happy times. Who cares if you both like the same ones, do the things you like to do, but what matters and what's going to hold you together is how do you deal with those things? Mm-hmm. It's good that you're, you're going on both sides of the table here because I'm about to just lay into people. Um, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to balance this out. <laughs> Yeah, you need to balance this out because you're talking about your significant other person you're dating as well as yourself. Um, I want to speak directly to the listener here. Go for it. I don't care about your significant other in this moment. Like, we can talk about that later and what to look for and what not to look for and what they should be. That's fine. I'm talking to you. You, the listener, don't waste your dating relationship. Because, again, I get so frustrated with people that get so caught up in the other person that they're letting everything else just dry out on the vine when they should be pursuing the Lord primarily and then letting the Lord work in this relationship. Now, obviously, purpose and intentionality, but we've already talked about that. <laughs> yeah. You, the listener, what is your task in this dating relationship? Faithfulness. That's your task. So the question is, what are you called to do as a Christian? First of all, you're called to pursue the Lord. That is your task. And if there is any relationship in any person that puts that at risk, kick them to the curb. And I'm speaking primarily to the ladies in this moment. Now, guys will do this, <laughs> but let's be honest. For the most part, it is it is the girls that will see, especially the further along you get into singleness, 
And the older you get, you see this guy that you're like, he could be a knight in shining armor and he's just great and I really want something. And so I'm going to put things on hold and I'm going to kind of set aside my priorities so that I can be attractive to him and he'll want me and we can get married and then I'll bring everything (laughs) back. And that's, again, a load of crap. (laughs) Yeah. Right? So you're you're punting on your responsibility and you're letting some guy walk into your life that's not worth the time of day. Yeah. Somebody that I would want to punch in the face. And there's several people that Bethany knows uh, uh, that she's talked to that I want to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. Because she shouldn't have given him the time of day. Now, part of that is you had to figure out going yeah, down the road. Yeah, give him a little the, time. You did the right thing and a <laughs> great job. But there, there has to be this yeah. standard of yeah. I will not let anyone, and I mean anyone, distract me from the love that I have for my Lord. I will not let anyone try and douse the flames in my heart for Christ Jesus, period. Yeah. Nothing can get in that way. And again, I'm saying this as the person that will do that. (laughs) I get caught up in things and I get caught up in life and uh, good moments in life and bad moments of life. And I let that affect my walk with the Lord, which is awful. And I'm confessing that to you now. (laughs) It's a good thing for everyone to hear. Mm -hmm. We're both really not great people. Very much Um, not. (laughs) But, but Christ. Uh, so don't don't waste your dating in the sense of stop putting things on hold mm-hmm. so that you can have what you want instead of pursuing what you need. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. You need to be pursuing the Lord. And so many people put that on hold and say, well, I'll just pick it back up when, when we're married. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So you, the listener... Don't let anyone distract you from right worship of your Lord and Savior, from pursuing Him with as much energy as you can muster. And when you can't muster enough energy, pleading with Him to provide the energy. Don't you dare let anyone distract you from that. So that would be the first thing. This is me laying the hammer a little bit. Seriously. <laughs> Any comment on that before I... No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so that's, that's the first thing is right pursuit of the Lord. You need to be in the Word every yeah. day. You need to be pursuing the Lord in communion, in prayer, and in fellowship with the local body. And you cannot have anyone distracting you from that. Because if they show up, kick them to the curb. Ladies, I, he is I, not worth your time. Can I say one thing? Yes, you can. Um, Just for as a I'm point caffeinated of... caffeinated and fired up. <laughs> But when you get caffeinated and fired up, you get very um, absolute. I'm not. I'm not contending with the principle here. I'm just saying, if right now your involvement, because you are completely single at your church and in the body, is that you are involved with three small groups and you help with this thing and you do that thing and every night of your week is taken up at church and you're super invested and then you start dating this guy, it does not mean. That if you have to scale back a little, that is wrong. Nope. That's And I, I know that's not what you're saying. I just want to make that, because you said, if you have to, you know, you, you don't let anything get in the way of all of those things. And it doesn't mean it will act, look exactly the same in the practicality of it. I just don't want that to be what comes across. Because I know it's not what you're saying. Well, you, you, you jumped the gun here because I was about to get into involvement and well, I just wanted to talk a little, okay? No, I gave you so many <laughs> options. I'm kidding. I even said, do you have any thoughts on I that? And then, then you went, no. And jump all over me. No, I'm, I'm just, kidding. I just want to make sure. I mean, because I agree 100% with what you're saying. 
I'm just balancing a little. And that's ahead. the thing. Be sold out in your singleness. Yeah. Here, here is the other thing. The, to jump off of that, though, because you start dating, and, and maybe you actually don't have to dial that back. Maybe not. So if you're involved in several volunteering positions, unless it's like a particular gender-only small group. Do it together. That's my point. Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. He should be showing up and doing that. Now, if you're at a different local church... That makes but things that difficult, mean you but can't, that's you still can. Anyway, I'm not saying it's bad to to have to dial back on some things so that you can have this relationship. Right. We we all have limited amounts of time in the day, but I was talking about your walk with the Lord. Yeah. And nothing should hinder that. Nope. Absolutely nothing should hinder that. Agreed. Your involvement will look different in different seasons. That's just understood. I mean, if you're really taking off in your career and you have to work some overtime, okay, your involvement's going to look a little bit different. Yeah. If you just had a newborn, I, we've got a guy in our church that faithfully leads our youth on Sunday mornings, yeah. but he's had to step back for two months. Yeah. Is he unfaithful? No, he's doing what he's <laughs> supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Right. So I applaud you on that, but I guarantee what he's not doing is saying, because I just had a newborn, I'm not going to read the Bible. Exactly. That's not what he's doing. Exactly. So... You have to know the difference between involvement and personal walk. Yes, that's the distinction I was wanting to D- get at. Different seasons of life yeah. will, will dictate that involvement. Yeah. But it does go into involvement, though. Because yeah. when we transition to that, there's the, the positive of what you're saying of, even if you have to step back a little bit from being just fully sold out and involved in everything, that's okay. The other end of the extreme are those that say, well, I'm in a relationship now, so I have to step back from everything. <laughs> No, you don't. What? No. Uh-uh. I think I think you have to be careful, too, because you're going to end up putting... You're going to outpace where the relationship actually is. I think it's good for you to have separate things, mm-hmm. especially early on. Um, just for the sake of... It could, everything could be great, and you two could get, end up getting married. That's, aside from that, I'm not saying, oh, if it, you're not sure, then don't do this, but... That's not an appropriate level of involvement with that person at that time. So there needs to be some separation there. I think that's wise. Yeah, you need you need community around you. And when you get married, you're also going to realize you need community around you. And Very much so. You're going to need guide time. Now, guide time yeah. is a little bit different than what it might have been in singleness. Sure. But you're going to still need that. You need the accountability yeah. and you need the community. And that's okay. Yeah, don't, don't run it to... <laughs> both extremes no. right there, there's yeah. always there's middle be extremes and we're always looking for the middle here on this podcast <laughs> great but i just see so many people yeah as we've titled this wasting their dating yeah. relationships of where they they punt on their personal walk with the lord and they yeah. punt on their involvement in the local church and act like things will be better when they get married and it's not no you're setting patterns now for what things will be like then um so yeah okay i have two kind of like other points, thoughts, questions, but I don't want to shortchange your no, go ahead. soapbox. Okay. So here's one question. I think, and I don't necessarily have an answer, so this is just going to be discussion time. Um, when it comes to not wasting dating, I think there is a time element to this. And this is a question we get more than anything else is how long should this take? So you're, we're talking from the standpoint of, okay, we... We know the thing, there's things we want to know about each other. We have to figure these things out, but it's like, okay, well, we don't want to rush it, but we also don't want to wait too long unnecessarily. So where, 
and you can, there's not a magic bullet answer, but what would you tell someone when it comes to, okay, how do I know? Like you want to give it enough time to see patterns in this person's life, but you don't want to just drag things out. Seven months, 12 days. <laughs> Stop it. 15 minutes and 32 seconds. Don't be annoying. <laughs> I mean, there isn't a magic number. Obviously. I know. Yes. Um, there's, there's so many caveats and distinctions that can go into that, that it's tricky to answer. Cause you can go into the, well, if you're younger, you where are you in right. college? Right. Do, how do you want to handle that? Yeah. And what's the pressure of the parents? Because a lot of times that can be mm-hmm. a, a big part of it. Um, I, I think you'll, you'll you just kind of know. Yeah. The, I, the Lord yeah. is gracious enough to uh, allow us to just know. Yeah, I think there's an element of it. when I don't know. There's an element of if you if you're in a relationship and you think about oh yeah, getting married. If you're like there's a part of you that'll be like uh, it'll be stressful. If you're not really, you're like, oh, I just don't, I don't know. But you get to a place where you're like, okay, yeah, I, I know all the things I want to. But I always go back to that, and we harp on it so much, but it's because it's so important. And it's a, like, it's one of the biggest things I think people need today is have your community involved. Mm-hmm. Have them observing your relationship. Be in conversations, like, separately that when I say have your community involved, I don't mean the two of you with the same people all the time. People who know you, people who know him, both of you seeking counsel and accountability and the thoughts of those people who know you well outside of a relationship and can say, Hey, there's this thing with them or you're acting this way. I think you need to give this some more time and just see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, check stamp of approval. Like have those people know who those people are. Who's, wisdom and counsel you trust on other things who know you well, who you would seek out and say, I need you to pour into my relationship and to observe. And I want your not seal of approval, but seal of approval for lack of a better term. That's where I always end up going. So I think community is really big part of this because you, you can reach a stalemate if you're not careful Yeah. of you're like, all right, this is about as far as we're going to go. And I can tell it's not going any farther. So what do I do now? But you're so invested in it, you just perpetuate it. So <laughs> yeah. it is important for community to yeah. speak into that and say, okay, I, we see this issue, this issue, this issue. You need to work on this mm-hmm. before you really pursue marriage. Or um, what's what's the hold what's up What's the here? hold up, people? <laughs> but what, what happens, and you see this a lot playing out, especially I, I think the, the girls – fall into this more than the guys do of okay well i'm kind of ready yeah and i feel like it's time but he's not asking he's not doing anything yeah why don't we just talk about it yeah i mean seriously well yeah it's like people don't talk about should we get engaged (laughs) you want to be like surprised i get you want the some people, you want the proposal to be a surprise, yes. but you don't want it to be a surprise that you're getting engaged. Well, what's funny is, so my my sister and brother-in-law talked about getting engaged. Like they yeah. both knew they were ready for it. Um, and my sister knew it was going to happen on, on a specific trip. Okay. Not because he told her, but because he's not that clever. <laughs> uh, and she overthinks everything. Yeah. So she had it figured out. Yeah. I actually helped plan the engagement. <laughs> Um, so I talked to him and we really threw her off his trail because we, we planned a couple of things that she thought she were going to be special be <laughs> and weren't it. And then That's we were funny. very clever uh, to throw her off the yeah. trail, but they talked about it. 
Yeah. And they yeah. knew. We, we, we love one another. We know this is where we're supposed to be going. We're going to get engaged. There are some details that go into that in terms of, well, you got to get a ring and you need to have enough money to get that there ring. I don't care what kind of ring you get. <laughs> no, as long you, as you're, you, you two are good. You have to purchase one. <laughs> you you got to buy one. Um, unless you want to go get a washer from Lowe's and just say, here you go. But uh, guys, not do recommended. That. Uh, 10 out of 10, do not recommend. <laughs> so you need to have those conversations. Yeah. But for some reason, we don't want to have those conversations because we've fallen into the trap of it has to be this Hallmark movie, perfect execution. Everyone has to be surprised. And there's YouTube yeah. videos out well, there of yeah. all these special proposals. And it's like, I don't know, there's this thing. And I think this is just <clears throat> the world creeping in because it's like, now granted, I'm not talking first couple of dates. No, please don't. Don't, no, 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 don't no. do that. No, I, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it's almost like. Because you know, there's all these people, you play all these games in dating and it creeps in from the world. And it's like, it's almost like everyone wants to keep it a secret that they're dating to see if they want to marry this person. Don't talk about it. No, no, no. We're just dating. We're not going to like going back to the beginning. What is the purpose of this? <laughs> Guys, let me just say really quickly, <laughs> this is not allowing you on the first couple of dates to look at the girl and say, God told me to marry you. No, this is not Do okay. not do that. But what Don't I'm saying that. is it's like, okay, establish that you're both going the same direction as far as what your purpose is. And if the purpose of that is we want to see if the two of us should get married, then talk about the things you need to talk about to determine, should you get married in the context of, I need to know these things about you before I want to marry you. So once you've got those things talked about, it's like, okay, now we're moving. Okay. Now we're going to move towards getting engaged. But like, it's almost like the, this game we play. Of, oh, I don't want to talk about stuff too soon. Or I don't want them to think that I'm like too far gone establish what your purpose is and work towards it. Not hope that by the time you get to the end, you both are going the same place. That's not how this works. Consistent and right communication. Yeah. Communication covereth a multitude of sins. Absolutely. That's how that goes. If you will learn to communicate with one another and speak your mind in a gracious and humble way, it will pay you so much in the future. <laughs> yeah. It's so good for you. But for some reason, we just don't talk about it. Mm-mm. And again, don't fall for the extremes of guys no proposing on the first few dates and <laughs> girls don't panic when he hasn't said anything on the first few dates of patience is a virtue. Absolutely. But we need to learn to communicate about these things and talk about these things because yeah. honestly, how are you going to know unless you talk about it? Yep. Because okay. then it can get real awkward of girls in one different place, guys in another place, and he plans this really elaborate beach proposal, and then she says, no, that's going to be weird. That'll be awkward. Yeah. So communicate yes. and talk. But yes. at the end of the day, when we say, and we ramble as much as we have, <laughs> wasting your dating, uh-huh. it can look like a whole lot of other things, but you have to consider, is this costing me faithfulness? You know, the, I think it was John Piper, was, his dad was an evangelist, and they had this thing that hung, hung in their kitchen. Um, and it's talking about your task is to glorify God. And yeah. there was always this question that his parents would ask him when he was considering what he should do and if he should do something. Does it glorify God? And if no, it's not worth doing. At the end of the day, that's, that's the goal and that's yeah. the task. So if your dating isn't glorifying God, it's not worth doing. Walk away. Yep. Don't don't use dating as an excuse to bypass your Christian walk and to bypass hard life because you're following Christ. This life's not going to be easy. Dating is not going to be easy. 
But our, yeah. our task is faithfulness. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to entrust everything that you do to the Lord and saying, I have been as faithful as I can be. Do with it whatever you will. Yeah. And the Lord will honor that. That doesn't mean you're going to get married. <laughs> I'm not guaranteeing that for you. No, I'm also it's not, not saying formulaic. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get married. God's yeah. going to do whatever he wants to. Yep. At the end of the day, just be faithful. Don't waste your dating relationship. Yeah. Closing thoughts? I think you closed it out well. I talked a lot this episode. I'll let you um, talk more next episode. Thanks. That's so kind of you. I gave <laughs> you so many me. opportunities, and you didn't take them. Your fault. Do you guys see how everything goes around here? It's always is, whatever. my fault. I just whatever. want this to be on the record. <laughs> yeah. When they're good ideas, they're yours. When they're bad ideas, they're mine. That's not accurate at all. You tried to claim credit for my idea earlier. <laughs> I know. You literally like, admitted usually, to it. Usually. I want everyone to go back to the very beginning <laughs> of this podcast and listen to Bethany trying to claim my idea as hers. I, I don't have good ideas often. Everyone around here knows it. <laughs> I deserve credit when I have one every three years. Okay. So there's your one. This episode was your one. Mark it down. <laughs> I believe you're not going to oh, let go of it. Oh my goodness. Anyway, guys, so we will <laughs> we will close it out there. Dalton closed it out so well. See, I can say nice things about you. Yeah, whatever. Um, you're just trying to cover up I your totally tracks am. here. So now, come back next week. We are going to be talking about why missionary dating is so dangerous oh, next boy. week. So, check oh, back man, in. Oh, man, that's another one of my soapboxes. <laughs> check back in. For that, we will talk to you guys next week. Until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Dalton. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.